Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama. I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever and your discovery liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting edge research, and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and expert advice. Tune in to the Discovery Doc Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. Hey, Discoverers. This is Editing Anna Kate. We are bringing you a shorter episode today. We had a couple of technical difficulties, but you're still in store for lots of discoveries and some great information from the soulful sprout, Ashley Norris. So continue listening and let's discover together. Welcome back to the Discovery Doc Podcast. I'm here with your host, Dr. Cece, functional medicine nurse practitioner, self-proclaimed toxin tamer and crunchy mama, and my co-host over here. I'm Anna Kate, your medical mystery overachiever and discovery liaison. And we have another beautiful, all of our guests are so I know, hot. I know. Like they are all so beautiful and gorgeous and have that bubbly personality that just lights up when they smile. So if you're not watching this, go watch, go watch it on YouTube because it's fantastic. So can you tell us? A She's little talking bit about me, not our guests. No, I'm just kidding. Tell us about the other beautiful things. Yes, please. today we have Miss Ashley with us, and Ashley is a hormone and gut health nutritionist. She specializes in root cause approach to healing and is the founder of the Soulful Sprout. We are so excited, Ashley, to have you on with us. Thank you so much for joining us. I would love to let our community just know who you are and your background and how you ended up and landed where you are currently. Could you take us back Absolutely. through a trip? Absolutely. Thanks of so much for having me. I really lane. appreciate it. Um, so I'm a holistic nutritionist and I fun- I practice um, functional diag- I practice as a functional diagnostic practitioner here in Toronto, Canada, um, where I've been practicing for the past seven years. And about four years ago, I opened an integrative health clinic. Um, we see mostly women. And um, we deep dive with them on hormone and digestive health and how to optimize their body and a holistic um, overall well-being, I should say, through um, holistic healing and functional testing. And um, I studied at the holistic, um, the Institute of Holistic Nutrition here in Toronto. And my journey goes way back. Um, Like most of us, our own health journey sort of catalyzed us into the work that we do. Um, And to summarize and keep it really short, I was um, always the sick kid, you know, I always had all, uh, a lot of different issues behaviorally and my immune system was always the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was 19, I was actually diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what that meant at that time. Yes. And I was just like, cool. That's like another na- thing behind my name, I guess. Um, no one educated me about what yeah. this meant or what autoimmune disease um, you know, would do in my body. And so I was just kind of put on this thyroid medication. And I was like, hope I remember to take this along with my birth control pill, you know, you're 19. Um, and I really did not understand how my body was working, what was wrong with it. And I thought the medication was just like the fix I needed to feel better. Um, little did I know that uh, that would not be the way things went. And later in my 20s, um, you know, I kind of collected 
digestive issues, constipation, bloating, you know, heavy periods, even though I was on the pill for most of my life at that time. And when I was 27, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Um, and you know, the big C word cancer that changes people's lives really quickly. Mm. And for me, everything changed. I, um, my antibody levels were over 1200. I had extreme levels of inflammation. Um, and I kind of woke up to like, Hey, something has to happen here and you have to make a change. And so, um, I had my thyroid surgically removed, um, and along with 34 lymph nodes in my neck. Um, and here we are, you know, and so at that time, I would say, obviously, you know, following that I was at my worst in terms of my, my physical health, my mental health. And, um, I just remember feeling really alone and really unsupported on the journey. And I, I actually remember specifically the waiting room that I was sitting in. And I was like, when I am well enough to figure all this out and put all the pieces back together, I, my mission will be that. I will create a place where women don't feel alone and isolated and lost and, and more importantly, just like gaslit and confused about their bodies. And so, um, full circle, you know, I'm sitting here in my clinic today and, uh, my mission has really been to help women move through everything that I did in a more simple, holistic way and not have to learn, um, the hard lessons along the way. Yes, that is incredible. I mean, I do. We, we've said this a couple of times, Anna, Kate and I, but I do truly feel like practitioners who go through their own individual journey, it makes us better in the long run to helping other clients or other patients because we can resonate with what they're going through. We can empathize yeah. with how they feel when other practitioners can't. And you know, we are, our stories kind of line up similarly at the beginning and then take a little mm-hmm. bit of a turn because I was 20 when I was diagnosed yeah. with Hashimoto's and my antibodies were over 800, unquantifiable. And the doctor at the time was like, here's some Synthroid. That's all you can do. You're stuck with these antibodies yeah. for the rest of your life. And then that, that was it. So for me, I know that was a start, even though I was in conventional schooling, that was the start of my questioning, like, there's got to be a better way. There has to be something different. At that time, kind of late teens, early 20s, were you on a trajectory to go a certain path with your career or schooling? or And did you take a turn? Or were you not yet decided yet with we're going through all of yeah, this? Yeah, I was like, actually no, studying, a pre- like I was studying my Bachelor of Science. So I was, you know, within the same realm, but in the dentistry world, which is also an extremely toxic world. Um, and so um, little did I understand about like how that yeah. would later help me understand more about toxins and the impact on our body through um, a dental lens. Um, but a little bit different. And so, you know, at that time when I was diagnosed, I, I quit my job. It was super stressful. I just was like, I need a whole revamp on life. And I took a year off and uh, focused on my health and really kind of getting my life back together. And yeah. I never went back to work and I never went back to that career. I just uh, threw myself into studying nutrition and really helping um, myself understand what was happening you know, in terms of the endocrine system and diving a lot deeper. So close, I really wish I, it was at a time where I was like already, you know, down that, that health pathway. But truthfully, like I didn't even know what carbohydrates were at that time. Like I didn't know anything about nutrition. I had this like 
very, I mean, I think I was like the average person, right. you know, um, just like very basic understanding of um, food and how it fueled our body. Mm-hmm. Right. And how do you feel then with your own health journey? How did that impact you? How did that help your healing journey post thyroid cancer? It helped me a lot. Um, I think it was like all of our healing journeys, it kind of feels like the long road, you know, because you have to learn everything for yourself and, you know, find your own functional testing and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But in that, you know, like you said, you develop a lot of empathy and compassion and can really speak to some of the pain points that your, your clients are navigating on a daily basis. And so, um, it helped me deepen my appreciation for the time it takes to heal as well. And also the layers, because when we're on our healing journey, we think, okay, you know, eating to help thyroid health, that's going to be it. And then you're like, wait, there's this thing called the gut and the gut microbiome and that matters. And then there's toxins and then there's heavy metals. And, you know, there's so many layers of your healing journey. And so, um, I think it, it did really help me to get deeper into those layers. And like I said, just have a, a lot of empathy and compassion for my clients as they work through their own layers as well. Right. Absolutely. And so it makes total sense. Thank you for all that background. It makes complete sense as to how then you came to be today to merge all these worlds of gut health and hormones and Tell us, there was one specific, there is one specific topic today that we want to talk about. And I would Absolutely. love for you to introduce it. So today we're going to talk about um, the our listeners, or so some people kind of call it the estrobolome, depends. I don't think there's really one wrong pronunciation, but the estrobolome, okay. I say number two. <laughs> Wait, you didn't want to say that word? She makes me say all these words and they're, I have Swiss cheese for brains. <laughs> Wait, it's, it is so funny because I say estrobolone, but I'm like, I, I know that's not how you're supposed to say it. It's kind of like my patient saying ketodafin. There's a there's an antihistamine drug called ketodafin, and every patient says ketotyphin or keto, I can't even pronounce it wrong, or ketodafin, and they just like mumble it. I'm like, it's ketodafin, guys, ketodafin. So this word, I was I like, you know what? That. I'm just going to let Ashley say it, how she pronounces it. Yeah. I don't say it right. So it estrobolone, uh, tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> you, it, it, you, of course, estrobolone. Okay. Wonderful. That's why she wanted you to say it because there's no you way there's no well. way she was gonna say it, and she's usually yeah, like, "Hey, so, can you say that word?" And I'm like, "It's, um, <laughs> it's funny. It's part of our thing. I you just, can't go yeah, wrong. No stress." Um, so continue, so the estrobolome is this hidden network within our gut microbiome, and it's comprised of <laughs> genes that encode certain enzymes to be responsible for helping us to munch and break down our estrogen, essentially. And so I always imagine it like if our gut is a country, the estrobolome is a state or a province within that. And it's the province that's responsible for helping you to sort out your estrogen and get it out of the body, or a percentage of it is recirculating and being reused inside of the body. And um, in terms of hormones, this is a really, really important part. And I actually think it's kind of the forgotten part of hormonal health in general. 
Um, we sort of compartmentalize hormones and think about them as just like how much estrogen do you make or, you know, how much cortisol is in your body on, you know, at 8 a.m. when you wake up. And we don't think about the intricate relationship between hormones, specifically what we're talking about today is estrogen and our gut microbiome and our liver and our bile and how all of those components are essential for hormonal harmony. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. And this is why I was so excited when you mentioned talking about this, because I don't think it's known at all in terms of just the average everyday human with estrogen specifically. And when our body starts to either get rid of estrogen too quickly or build up estrogen too quickly, on my side, I see the symptoms that that may cause. And it's so rare that people will be able to make the connection to the gut itself versus just thinking it's more of like a systemic issue, which it's all encompassing. But I was so excited to talk about this. So can you, for anybody out there who has never heard of that connection before, could you go through how this could impact, we'll start with women specifically, but how this could impact their health in general as well yes, as some of the symptoms that you I'm gonna see start with a little like ground level information for people about estrogen because there's a few different types of estrogen and all of them are really important. And then I wanna kind of help you understand how estrogen typically leaves the body really simply. And then when we get to the estrobilome, which is the last part, how that might become a problem for you in clearing estrogens out, or it might be a really great thing and your estrobilome might be in harmony. Um, so collectively the estrobilome is a bunch of microbes. I want you to imagine them. This is the province full of microbes or the state full of microbes. And they're in charge of sort of, um, they produce enzymes, which are called beta glucuronidase. And we can actually measure this on a stool test, your amount of beta glucuronidase, which are responsible for transforming estrogen into their active form or leaving it deactivated and allowing it to leave through your stool. So when you take a poop, you know, those estrogens are actually also leaving your body, but some of them are getting recirculated. Um, So they are getting reactivated and then kind of getting reabsorbed into the bloodstream. These active forms can bind onto estrogen receptors and they can start to impact different physiological processes, the same processes that estrogen impacts in your body on a daily basis. So this, um, we can talk about some of those symptoms for sure. Um, It's really important to remember that Mm -hmm. estrogen detoxification starts in the liver. And there are um, two different phases of estrogen detoxification. And if anyone's familiar with Dutch hormone testing, it it really does like break down all of the phases really clearly and helps you to see how much you have of the three different types or the primary types of estrogen, E1, E2, and E3. Um, Heart disease and heart disease risk factors. Um, And I think if, I think we covered. And I see that often, that 4-OH, you know, pathway being elevated on Dutch testing and um, women with higher levels of estrogen with that pathway elevated, um, and it can be really scary. And last piece is nutrients. So uh, magnesium, 
Um, and occasionally we will use supplemental forms of calcium D-glucurate, which biotics, low fiber diet, high stress, things like that, where we see this really, really low level of beneficial microbes. Knowledge bomb. Yes. I am today years old when I just, I've never known this word. I didn't know this existed. I have one of these and I didn't know it existed. How, what? I know. Isn't that wild? I love, I love learning new things and it's going to be, I'm going to make a, a, a word search with all these fancy <laughs> words. That's what I'm going to do. The, the thing is people get so, and, and this is part of what I don't understand about conventional medicine is conventional medicine in conventional medicine, we, if this is a word, we're making up words, mm -hmm. systematize. We put mm -hmm. things in their own little boxes and, you know, systems. And you go to the endocrinologist for hormone issues and you go to the neurologist for cognitive issues. But there is such living proof that our body is one entire being and that all of these aspects are intertwined. And so I, I just love that you're on here making this connection for women, especially to understand, hey, your gut health can absolutely impact your reproductive health, that there's a direct link. Um, and so speaking of, then we can move forward and talk about, okay, what can, I, well, we'll start with what can nourish the estrobolone? What can help prevent women from going through these symptoms that you just mentioned as it relates to kind of dysfunction within the estrobolum? What are some everyday things we can do to protect that little county within the country? Um, I think, I think the challenges for most people is they, they have these symptoms. They know something's wrong. Like when your body's off and you have relative, relative, um, estrogen dominance or something like that, you know, something's wrong. And for many of my clients, like it takes them years to reach out for support. And by that time, you know, a lot of factors have compounded and net, and a lot of things have become more complicated than maybe they would have been in year two of their symptoms. Right. Um, and I'm sure you have clients like that as well. And you're like, why didn't you come see me sooner? Um, you know, things didn't have, yeah, things didn't have to be so complex and complicated because the longer, um, these things are left, the more challenging, the, obviously the longer our healing journey is. And so, um, you know, planting that seed, if you are having issues, um, it doesn't have to be some big, hard, um, you know, protocol that you're undertaking or investing thousands in functional testing. Like there's lots of little. Yes. I, I say that all, all the time to my staff, never to my patients, but I'm like, I wish I had my hands on them five years ago. You know, it just, it does make all the difference to be in tune with your body and to know when there's little flags that are going off and to address them then instead of waiting until it's a pertinent time where now you're like, oh gosh, I have to go see somebody now. I, all the time. That's the majority of my patients. This also seems like one of those things that, because y'all are both really good at not putting a bandaid on something, of figuring out what the root causes because that's mm -hmm. so important. And as a patient, like you go to an allopathic doctor or just your PCP and it's like, oh, well, here's, 
-hmm. here's a, a prescription for this or get some more rest or whatever it is. And it's like, well, that's not really fixing it. So you putting a bandaid on it really doesn't help. So getting down to that. And I think having a disrupted estrobolome, estrobolome, I'm gonna say it both ways, um, that makes it one of those, like for someone like me, a medical mystery overachiever, like that could be something that I needed to deal with mm -hmm. that would make my other symptoms or other things. And it's, do I really have this or is it this that's dysregulated? And if I fix this, then what really symptoms are left? Like that's a big, that's a big mm -hmm. deal. That is a big deal. So from my perspective of, of looking at this, that's where my brain goes of, okay, well, if I fix this and get things, my gut biome and get everything regulated in symbiosis. What symptoms could be alleviated? Right. And the thing is, there's no harm to doing it. Correct. In fixing up your gut health and focusing on your gut health, there is no harm. There is no negative anything. adverse reaction or anything that will occur from you just focusing on your gut health and doing it properly with proper guidance. Because there are some people out yeah. there who will take that and be do like a 60-day parasite cleanse and you know, no. <laughs> no, reach out to your specialist. If, if, reach out to Ashley, get in touch with her and follow her and all of the things. But it's so important that I feel mis I felt miserable for the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. Like it has just been, how do I? And so Ashley, if you have not gone and heard part of my story, I have had Lyme disease, 18 co-infections. I'm still dealing with parasites and lupus. All, lupus, APS, all the things. So my symptoms all overlap. And if I can fix and organize one thing that helps, and that's my, my gut microbiome, mm -hmm. like that is hands down has made such a difference, but still it's like how I'm so, I don't know which way is up ways to sideways past Sunday. Like I have no, I, my body has no idea. So it's getting that those things in order. And I think this is really important for people to hear and understand that there mm -hmm. are things that you can do as a patient yeah. of figuring things out, but discover if you're in this place, go get help from someone that knows what they're doing. That can, <laughs> they can see the whole functional side and look at the whole big picture. So ticking off the things and, and narrowing down what else may be, maybe showing up or maybe it's just getting the gut biome to behave and act right and absolutely that makes everything better well we we just appreciate you shedding light on this topic it is such an important topic and one that is definitely not talked about enough or or known about enough um ashley where can our community reach out to you where can they follow you where they where can they get more information is there anything that you want to give a special shout out to we are opening the floor yeah absolutely so i work with clients virtually and in person in my clinic here in toronto canada um but i offer worldwide functional testing and consultations for anyone struggling with relationship to their hormone and digestive health. Um, so you can learn more about working with me at thesoulfulsprout.com. Um, I spend lots of time over on Instagram sharing and educating and uh, just giving insights into healing in my everyday life at The Soulful Sprout. So come hang out there with me as well. And um, if you're wanting to get started and just um, take a baby step, what I would call towards optimizing your hormonal health. I have an incredible self-paced course. It's called Mend Your Menstrual Cycle, and it's really, really cost-effective, less than the cost of initial consultation with 
you know, a, a naturopath or a nutritionist um, to start diving into understanding what's going on with hormones, estrogen, specifically optimizing liver health and lots of simple takeaways and protocols to get started there. And so, um, you know, lots of, lots of pillars to help empower you and uh, get you started in diving deeper into optimizing your astrobolome, but of course your overall health. Amazing. Well, thank you, Discoverers. We will include all of that in the show notes. So click the links, follow Ashley. This conversation has been just so insightful and y'all stay tuned for much more to come. And until then, let's discover together. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed this journey of exploration and learning as much as we have. Before you go, we have a special request for you, our beloved discoverers. We'd be thrilled if you could show your support in a few easy steps. Step one, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to ring that notification bell so you never miss a moment of discovery. Step two, if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review our show. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast too. Step three, whether you're on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, please share the Discovery Doc podcast with your friends, family, and social networks. It's the best way to spread the joy of discovery. And finally, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at the Discovery Doc. Stay connected with us for updates, behind the scenes content, and so much more. Plus, for exclusive content and additional resources, be sure to check out our website at www.thediscoverydoc.com. And while you're there, if you have a burning question or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, simply let us know. Thank you, Discoverers, for being part of our incredible journey. Until next time, let's discover together. The content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving, and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast. The Discovery Doc podcast encourages listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions, recommendations, or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode. Each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one, may not be suitable or safe for another. The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.